To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll go um, now talk to Mark Riggle from Milford Asset Management who's with us. Hi, Mark. Good evening, Heather. So a lot of investors are eyeing a peak in in inflation as a reason to call the end of the sell-off in stock markets this year. Are they right? Oh, well, look, inflation's high around the world. Um, you know, in, in the US, it probably is past its peak, but it's still rising in places like Europe. New Zealand, hard to know, but economists think it peaked in the second quarter. With inflation so high, highest level for decades, it's not heroic to assume that at some point it is going to peak, and that might take away short-term fear about rising sharp, you know, sharp interest rate rises. But I think the key question, and the one that's harder to answer, is how quickly will it fall back down and where will it settle eventually? So, so the Ukraine war and the, the demand that we've got post-pandemic are often cited as the primary causes of the current inflation crisis. Is it reasonable to assume that once these two things pass, inflation will subside back to the levels that we saw pre-pandemic? Well, they've been two very strong short-term drivers, but I think people are, are kind of missing potentially some longer-term drivers, which mean that it's likely that inflation is going to settle at high levels. And, and there's three key drivers. The first and the major one is that there's a global shortage of labour. Right? Unemployment rates around the world, generational lows. Uh, we've exhausted the supply of cheap labour from developing markets. Uh, we've got falling productivity, work from home, for example. Um, and, and in developed countries, the working age population is actually going to start to fall. So we've got an upward pressure on wages, which is something that we're already seeing. And, and with, that wage, with that rise in wages, that's going to put an increased cost on companies producing goods and services, therefore putting up a pressure on inflation. Second point is that we're going through deglobalization. So we know that the pandemic exposed the fragility of supply chains. Um, and now with this geopolitical um, event going on, we are splitting the world into two supply chains, and that's going to create inefficiencies, i.e. higher costs of producing goods. Again, it's inflationary, and it's the opposite of the deflationary goods inflation that we saw over the last two decades. And the final bit is on energy. And we've not really invested enough in carbon-based fossil fuels over the last 10 years or so. And that means there's a gap between now and until a time when we can transition fully to renewable sources, which means that energy prices are likely to be higher going forward. So for those three reasons, I think we can assume that inflation is going to be higher in the next 10 years than the past 10 years. Okay, so if it stays high, what are the key implications, obviously both for investors and the population? Well, there's some good news and bad news. I'll start with the bad news. I mean, obviously it means that goods and services are going to continue to be more expensive going forward, and that includes things like food and fuel. Um, and, and so that means the cost of living crisis, unfortunately, isn't going to go away anytime soon. The second point is that interest rates, as a result of the high inflation, are likely to stay high. And that means mortgage costs, too, are going to be high. And that's going to put, obviously, pressure on the housing market. The positive side is going back to that shortage of labor. And it's likely that we're going to see um, workers have more bargaining power than at any time in the last few decades. And that should mean that higher wages will go some way to offsetting that cost of living crisis. For investors, I think we've got to be open-minded about the fact that the next 10 years are not going to look like the last. And there's going to be some profound implications for that. Yeah, Mark, thank you very much for that. Mark Riggle, Milford Asset Management. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.